What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode three of the Recommend Reapers podcast. Um, today, we're going to be talking about failure. Dealing with failure, how to prepare for failure, and just mentally pushing through failure as a whole. Because all of us have experienced failure one way or the other in the woods. And if you haven't, it'll come sooner or later. Yeah, definitely. Uh, everybody's experienced it. You know, it's just part of part of what we do you know there's a huge learning curve to to everything that we do you know as far as elk hunting deer hunting you know so be it you know there's there's a learning curve to everything and you can't expect to just go out there the first time and expect you know results you know granted it does it does absolutely happen you know every once in a while to the to you know people but you shouldn't be scared of failure as a whole no absolutely not no you should see failure You, you should you should uh grieve failure because in failure that's how you learn through failure you learn that's how you adapt as a hunter, and um, so you shouldn't be scared of making mistakes or, or missing that opportunity. Just no. learn from every mistake you do make. No, you you reap what you reap what you sow. You know you yep. put you put work in, and you know failure is part of success. Absolutely. And you know I've 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 been struggling bow hunting for the last mm-hmm. you know eight nine years, and this was my first year being successful with a bow and arrow. And that's just part of it. But like the last the last couple of years, I've put the work in, and you know, really been been pushing myself as an archer and as a hunter. You know, just to to have to have that success because I, I I really got tired of you know not being successful, and I was like I was almost ready to hang it up. Yeah. And you know, I just kept you know kept going, and then having you guys there with me, you know, to to push me right along was was awesome. And you know, that's that's part of it too is you know being with the right people and. And you know, having the right mindset as a team you know, yeah. is absolutely game changer. You know, you you can go out there with you can be a super super positive guy, and you go out there with a bunch of you know just really really down kind of melancholy people, and they'll, they'll just bring, bring you your down. yeah they'll bring you down. And everybody's a product of their surroundings. Yeah. So yeah, surround yourself with positive people. You'll get you're gonna get positive outcomes. And that's anything in life, but especially in the woods. When when you're in the woods, elk hunting, and we're going through just a, it's it's a struggle on public. It's a struggle period, and you you have to keep your mental like that mental game strong. You have to have that mental strength, and to, to push through the days when you're hiking a lot of miles and not seeing any bulls, not seeing elk, or not hearing bugles. So yeah, you need to be super resilient. You know, absolutely resilient in this in this key. game. So. And that kind of, you know, that kind of ties around to, you know, like just preparation, like we talked about before, you know, you, you know, just if you, if you go in there expecting to fail, you're going to fail. Absolutely. But if you go in there expecting, you know, expecting results, you know, if, yeah. if you go in there with the mindset that you're going to push yourself to, to make it, to happen. make it happen, it's probably going to happen absolutely and all that it, but there, there's times that it doesn't happen absolutely it doesn't but and it's it's a mindset thing if you go in there with that, to build that mindset that's where all of our all of our summertime practice really can help push us through that because you can rely you can rely on to all those days spent practicing and your mind just goes right into overdrive and, and your muscle memory takes over and that's that's what can push you through those moments of hecticness so let's give some examples of failure um my first animal that i've ever dropped that i ever drew on um i think it was 16 or 17 and um you know i 
I shoot I shoot a lot. I shoot a fair amount. I shoot nice I shoot during the winter time in three D shoots. You know, I've always I always have. I was pretty confident, you know, as a shot. Um, but the first animal that I ever drew on, it just didn't didn't work out for me. You know, I didn't really have the the confidence in my equipment as far as like like having a hunting setup. Like I I, I wasn't really informed on like like arrow weight or you know penetration and all that stuff i was 16 and 17 years old like i was really just kind of flying by the seam of my pants yeah yeah very very beginning you know level i didn't really know all the factors that came into it you know and um so anyway i had a buck just a little three by three buck at like 18 yards Mm -hmm. and he fed right up to me and i was on the ground and I could hear him eating before I even seen him. Like I could just hear him, you know, munched on the grass. And he came up, and I didn't have a rangefinder at the time, so I paced it out from that trail that he was on. And it was like, you know, walking up to my blind, I figured that that was going to be the number one game trail. And it was like 20 yards, roughly. Yeah. So, but it was a, it was slightly downhill, you know, and I was like, well, I'll just, you know, shoot 20 yards, and I'll be fine. Yep. So, um, anyway... Buck came in, broadside, feeding. Had no idea I was even there. Wind was perfect. I drew back and settled that pin just right in the center of him. And I shot, and he whirled, and I had about 25 inches of arrow sticking out of his shoulder. Yeah, that's never a good sign. And there was no blood. There was no hair. You know, I was just kind of baffled that that it happened, you know. And I was pretty I was pretty bummed. Like, I, there was no – there's no – chance that I like killed him just because I had no arrow penetration there was no pass through no vitals were hit I just I hit him in the shoulder blade and I knew that I had to do something about it you know I, I had to put you that learn, work you, in you had to learn from that mistake. yeah exactly I had to learn from that mistake and, and put the work in to overcome that for the next time and that's kind of that's kind of where I started on like the the whole failure train like yeah my first it wasn't my first bow kill you know, it probably could have been if I if I would have put a little more time and a little more practice into it, but I also didn't go into that hunt with the with like the the mental attitude that I was going to harvest that animal. Mm-hmm. I like it just kind of happened, and I was like, "Oh, cool, there's a deer there." Kind of nonchalant. You know? Yeah, kind of like nonchalant played it off, but you know, now looking back, you know, like the buck I shot this year, like the me- mentally, I was like, "I'm going to shoot that buck. I'm going to kill that buck." Period. Yep. And it's and it happened. It's, it's that killing mentality. It's that it, killer mentality that us as bow hunters, you have to have it. If you go, if you go into that that hunt with archery equipment and you don't have that killer mentality, you, you're on the wrong. You already started off wrong, and you might as well not be there. Yeah. Because this game is this is a game of inches. I mean, this it is, really is. You you can you can miss by just inches. Like if that arrow would have been about an inch and a half lower, yeah, yeah. it would have been a double long. Smoked that, yeah. But it'd, it'd been dead and. I hit him right on that part where the shoulder blade comes back through the body, yep. you know. That's yeah. So that was rough. That was a rough start for me. No, absolutely. And um, you know, just I learned from it and I put the time and the work in to, you know, be successful and be a better be better mentally. Yeah. I, I mean as far be as that goes, really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean we've all had we've all had failure in the woods with period, especially with the archery equipment. My first, the major failure that changed me as an archer was back in 2016, and it was it was my first hunt here in Montana actually, and coming to Montana from in from Kentucky, I grew I mean, 
I grew up always shooting bows, but I, I never had much knowledge or had, I didn't have much of a knowledge base in archery at all. I didn't know much about the way, the way your arrow weight, your arrow spine, the way your, the way your, the, the tunage of your bow can dictate arrow penetration and, and so on and so forth. And I grew up shooting 20, 30 yards, occasionally 40. And if I was shooting 40, I was pumped. And that's great. That's great for a lot of aspects, but that's, that's where I was at in my archery career at that time. And I came out, and then I got stationed here in Montana, and I came out here, and I was lucky enough to pick up an, um, a surplus antelope tag for archery. And I made, I ended up making a, a little cardboard decoy that I thought could, that resembled, you know, other decoys in the market, but I didn't want to spend the money. And we ended up decoying in a pretty nice buck to 60 yards. And at the time, I had a 60-yard pin, but I was not confident whatsoever at that distance. Yeah. But... Anyways, yeah, I decoyed that buck into 60 yards, was, and just mentally was, I mentally, I remember before I even drew, before I even drew that bow back, I knew I was miss, I knew I was going to miss. Like, I knew I was, I knew it was too, I knew it was too far, the moment was too big. That, and when it boils down to it, the moment was too big for me at that time. And I, I missed, I shot clean under him, and the buck ran about 50 yards back and turned around and taunted me for the next 20 minutes. And I decided at that moment that I would put my time in to be a better bow hunter, so I can go. So I don't have that 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 undenying feeling that the moment was too big, the animal was too far. I just knew before I was even pulling that bow back that I was gonna miss. That's not the mindset you want to have in this game. And thankfully, that happened to me. I learned that you know I learned at that early stage that that um that failure and, and it pushed me to become a better archer. And then I surrounded myself with better archers. Uh, and the, the atmosphere changed here in Montana compared to back home. You know, farther distance shooting, more lethal shooting was is is definitely different here. Like that's a thing that's stri strive for way more here than it is back home. So I surrounded myself with those individuals, and I learned. And I'm competitive by nature, and I spent all that that whole winter and off season um, just really mastering my game. And I went into the next season just like a hundred percent a different archer. I was a different person at that point. Yeah. I mean my game was defined. I had the conf I had more confidence than I've ever had before with any weapon, including a rifle. I was that confident with, with my bow at that point. And every single year that's the mindset I'm gonna go in with. I had a breakout year with, with uh, archery equipment. I ended up harvesting three animals with a bow that year. Which was pretty exciting for me, and yeah, I never, I never want to look back. I always wanted to keep that, that mental strength and that mental attitude. I go into a situation I know that the animals inside this business, that my attitude, that I will produce, and that I, you know, you're confident in your equipment. Confident, I build my the best setup I can to maximize my opportunity. So that's, that's, that's an important thing in any, any aspect, but, yeah, so, I'm kind of, you know, hindsight 2020, yes, I missed that antelope, and it was heartbreaking, but, I mean, it made me strive to be a better bow hunter, and yeah. I, I would, great, I greatly appreciate that, that failure. Yeah, so, and that, that's like one thing that you just have to keep in the back of your head, you know, expect failure, mm -hmm. you know, expect, expect to fail, you know, if you're just getting into it, yeah. and, you know, you can't expect to just go out there and get it done your first try. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it, 
some like I said, sometimes it does happen like that, and the the stars align, you know. But if you are, you know, just getting started, you have to put the time and the work in to to be successful because, you know, it's just that's the way it goes. Yep. And all this failure really ties really ties in with um, just being able to push through this failure and and um, and how it correlates to every hunt that we go on whether it's a, a mental struggle or it's a physical struggle, whatever it may be, if you can learn to push through it, you're, you're going you're gonna to be all right in life and also in the field. But that also coordinates right into um, buck fever because everybody gets buck fever. And yeah. that's, that's another part of hunting that, that kind of – it's not necessarily – it's not failure at all. That's, it's not failure at, per se. But it's expected it, to happen. But it's in that, it's in that same frame that it's a it's – a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a factor that you can't control and that you have to work through as as a bow hunter is that buck fever. Now, to talk about that, you know, if you if you don't have buck fever, like if you get to the point in your career where you just don't get excited or you don't get a little bit nervous when you shoot an animal, you probably should put the bow down. Absolutely. It's you know, it's it's a natural human reaction to you know, have those nerves and have that adrenaline, you know, but it's just about managing it properly. Absolutely. It's not about getting away from it. It's not about no. avoiding it. It's want, about managing it. it. Or you don't yeah. Want to, like you said, you don't want to get rid of it. It's just managing it. Yeah. And, you know, I talked with, with Justin Grimes a little bit this last season and, you know, I, we were swapping stories on the hunt and everything. And, you know, just like, just like me, it took him years to shoot his first animal. Mm-hmm. It took him years. And, um, you know, a tip that he kind of gave me was like, you know, when when you're in the moment and you're about to, you know, let that shot go, you know, uh, uh, the way that he explained it to me to channel that that adrenaline and the nerves is to just like get mad, like just get angry and get angry at something. It doesn't matter what it is. And I tried it this year and, and I swear by it, like it works. If you get angry and you can channel those emotions into into the shot, you know, it it doesn't, you know, like I said, you're not getting away from the nerves of the adrenaline, but you're ch- you're channeling it to a different, you know, kind of like a different um, emotion. Yeah. So that's sure. that's like that's how I was I was explained. Um, that's how I was ex- explained it, and it makes sense, you know. No, it does. And I make definitely sense, like yeah. I I tried it out this year because, you know, I everybody like I was nervous when I drew back on that buck, and I you know I stopped, slowed down, took a breath, and I was like. I'm going to try this out. And it worked. Like I wasn't, I wasn't shaking. Like my bow wasn't rattling, you know, but you know, it, it, I just tried it out and it works. And so I don't know, maybe, maybe if anybody struggles with that out there, you know, just not having, you know, not being able to overcome that adrenaline or their nerves, you know, just try that, try getting mad at it, you know, try just, you know, channeling your emotions into something else. It doesn't have to be anger. It doesn't have to be getting mad, but it can be something else. Just channel that into something else and to take your mind off of the nerves. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably the biggest thing when you get into the moment, into that shot, and overcoming buck fever, that's that's part of it. And it also comes with experience too, you know. Experience is a key factor in a lot of this. But, but yeah, absolutely, so that's that's one thing on on that. Um, and then for buck fever as well, one thing, I, for my, I have a little bit of input here as well. Um, for me personally, like that's a pretty. I like that that as that whole different mindset to think about. But another thing that um, 
that relies right into buck fever is how your offseason practice can almost can help you can help you mediate that buck fever. Yeah. Because shooting under adrenaline, shooting under adrenaline, like anything you can do that where that when that moment of truth comes in, that you just your your mind goes directly into that overdrive and you're having your tunnel vision kicks in and everything kicks in. That's when your muscle memory of those thousands and thousands of arrows over the summer and over the winter come into effect. Your body just goes into that shot naturally, and the shot breaks off like it naturally does every single time, and you're the most lethal that you can be. And that comes through that, that consistent off-season practice. You don't get that if you pick your bow up a week or two before season. You shoot it a few times, and you're, you have a decent group, and you go hunting. You don't have that. You don't have that that true muscle memory built where you can do it in your sleep. It doesn't matter what the situation is. And that's what we all strive for. And then, because the old saying is, you fail to your le- to your level of preparation. Yeah, you fall back to your levels, level of training. That's right, yeah. And that's one thing that we and get taught in the military. You know? yeah, absolutely, that's what we get, yeah, we absolutely get taught that here. And and, and we, we I swear by that. Like I, because every hunting, every hunting situation that I honestly can think of that I could be put into, I've made a harder shot at target, on a target. Yeah. Not, you can't resemble the the same pressure because you're you know you're you're firing a shot at a live animal, but like as in like if, if that animal was just a target, I've made a harder shot many many times. But now you have this now you have this new factor in that it's a live animal. You want to put a lethal shot. Like all these factors come in. That's when you need to let your mind just go into like just let it click. And you just go into that killer mentality, and you know you're gonna kill that animal. You know you're gonna put the arrow where you want it, and your muscle memory takes over. And before you know it, you almost kind of almost black out, and that that arrow is already there, and the shot breaks. Just like Justin Grimes was saying, how he was talking about that in his podcast with um, elk with elk fit. Yeah, elk shape. Elk shape. shape. Sorry, elk shape. Yeah. Dan the fitness man. Dan yeah, the fitness man. So that like that's, that's what we strive for, and. I mean, I'm a huge believer in target archery shooting tournaments and everything else. Like we've all we've we all talked about that as well. How it, you know, prepares us in the off season for the moment of truth. All that, all those things to help mediate that that off year. And you're never going to quite be like you said. If you do get it, you probably don't have the passion and the will that you that you probably should. But um, that's a personal thing. And everybody deals with a different, you know. Different, different situations differently. So you gotta figure out what's working for you, whether it's, you know, the, the, that whole, you know, channeling your emotion somewhere else with a different emotion. That makes 100%, 100% sense to me. And so does, you know, preparing every single day. And that doesn't mean you can't do both of them. You can absolutely do both of those. You know, that's, that's just, it goes hand for hand. Yeah, and, you know, when it comes down to, you know, muscle memory and, and shooting under adrenaline or whatever, know do push-ups do burpees do you know jump rope jump rope before yeah but get your heart rate up before you shoot and you know you because when you when you're out of breath and your heart rate rises you're out of breath that's when tunnel vision kicks in yeah because i mean when when you that's what creates tunnel yeah when you when you have a a, you know a bull coming in and he's screaming in your face you know your blood is pumping you can hear your heartbeat oh yeah and life stands still yeah exactly so you know you why not practice that why not why not take your training to that level and and practice it i've done it before i've done burpees i've jumped rope and shot bow you know it's just and it's preparing your body and your mind for that one that one moment that it actually counts 
and that's that's where I stand on it so you know just you know look into it give it a try and you know it, it works it's it's definitely there's nothing nothing bad comes out of it it's you know it's just taking your training to that next level yep keep keep rising your level of training and you'll be surprised on how much you can reap the benefits from that and that's not always the the most fun thing to do in training like not saying like that in particular but tr- some days you you just you you go out to the bow range and you're just not feeling it your your mind's not there that's yep. that's another that's another opportunity to train push through that that mental block and train through it you know that's yep. another opportunity to better yourself and anything when you're when you're better no matter what you're doing if you're bettering yourself that's a positive in life yeah training's not supposed to be fun nope it's not so you know just you you gotta go out there and do it if you want to reap the rewards you gotta put your time in i know a lot of guys out there that are successful year in year out and it's the same people that you see year in year out practicing training getting better getting mentally better getting physically better whatever it is those are the guys that seem to be successful i mean do you think that's a coincidence that some that people are successful every single year it's not a coincidence coincidence. i don't think it is and that's what i strive to be like i strive to be able to be successful year in and year out and i mean i this this whole passion this this hunting this bow hunting passion encompasses my brain to a degree that i literally think about it every single day yeah absolutely i know know it does you too because we talk about it almost every single day to the point that like it drives us crazy and all we want to do is better ourselves and you know become more lethal bow hunters at the end of the day yeah so yep super passionate about that well what else we want to talk about here caleb we got a whole night's worth of conversation ahead (laughs) oh geez um man i don't know we kind of hit a roadblock here well, let's talk about pushing through the mid. Like, let's talk about pushing through physically and mentally draining hunts because we've all been there. Whether you're sitting in a tree stand for daylight till dark in the white tail rut, waiting for that one buck to chase through a lane, or you're, you know, you're hiking for miles in North Idaho trying to chase that one bugle that you might hear every three, four days. Okay. Because at the end of the day, like, hunting's not always the romanticized, you know glory that people see on it that, that see people see on um you know social media social media yeah. every day because it's romanticized that, that's how it is you know and you only get the, yeah so you, only, you only see the picture and you the only trophy see, yeah you only see the end game but there's the heartache the stress the physical the you know the physicality of that hunt that people that, that you don't always see in those in those um triumphant posts that people post so I mean, this year we had multiple, multiple days that it was very mentally trying, and it was hard to get out of the pickup in the morning. It was hard to wake up. It was hard to have that that will to go out there when it was raining. We already lost two bulls. I mean, there was times that we just didn't want to go. We just simply did not want to go out that day. Yeah, it was just mentally. It's mentally exhausting. It really is. Exhausting. And I mean, this kind of ties back into like being with the what with the right group of people absolutely because there's days where i i slept in i didn't want to get up yeah we all slept in but you know at the end of the day we like we we slept in got a hot hot meal in the morning and just kind of went out there and did it and it's just you know 
having those positive guys around you to to motivate you, laugh, you and make you motivated. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Keep it positive. That's really it. Just staying positive. You know, crack jokes, shoot shit. You don't know, take things too serious. Don't, don't, don't make it a competition. You're a team. Yeah. There's no, there's no I in team. Like that sounds super, super basic, but at the end of the day, hunting sometimes gets brought into a competition between people, and that's we see that every single year between a, you know friend groups, people on social media, whatever it may be. It's like they they make it so personal that it's a competition. Yeah. And they, they can't have fun anymore. And it takes the fun out of hunting. Why would you this you know, that doesn't make sense to me. Have yeah. fun. Enjoy the success of your peers. Enjoy the success when they're putting the work in right beside you and and build off that, you know? No it doesn't matter who shoots the bull, it doesn't matter what happens. Enjoy that moment like it's your own because you're because there, you're yeah, experiencing it. Yeah, it you're, exper- your you're experiencing with it. You know, you're experiencing it with them. But you know, granted, it's not your tag that's being notched. Yeah, and you're not the one that let the arrow fly per se. You yeah. know, but at the same time, you're right there with them putting the work in. And that, to me, that that's just as good as notching a tag. Absolutely, every, like every, all the time. Yeah, it's every just day. it's a, it's a good feeling to to have success within within a crew within a group, and you know you know none of us filled our oak tag except matt yep matt and was the only one to fill the oak tag this year and what happened that night when he was solo and he killed that bull we in two hours away we all dropped everything we were doing that night with work at six o'clock in the morning and drove two hours away to enjoy that moment with him because that was our that's our that's our oak hunting partner and that means something if that doesn't mean something to you then, then i don't want you in our group yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's just that's how that's how we are. Everybody's we everybody's are. different, yeah. but you know that's how that's how we bonded. I guess that's how yeah. that's how we relate to each other. That's how we enjoy you know each other's company. So that's you know everybody's everybody's different, and yeah. for us, it's you know it's the success of of the group is really what drives us. Absolutely, and you know that's that's kind of how those those groggy mornings that we didn't want to get out of the truck you know we're just kind of well we there's only one way to do it so we might as well just do it and you know we we laughed a lot we cracked a lot of jokes and just kind of played it off and and kept going and kept grinding and that's really the only way to do it so because if if i was probably if i was by myself doing that for you know 20 some days straight i'd i'd be burnt out yeah, there's no way I'd be able to keep going. So mentally the right, the right, the right group of people is definitely a game changer, and it definitely can have a positive impact on your season, and not only your season, but you know, but your life too. Yeah. Just having having a solid group of guys to to be around push you in the off season. Yeah, make you just make you all, better. We all, we, we all make each other better because yeah. we all want to. We all want to see the best of each other. We all want to. We all want to see each other succeed. So that's right. And another thing that another another aspect to, to this whole, um, you know, enjoy, is to enjoy the suffering of the hunt because in twenty, you know, in twenty years when we're not doing this anymore, or that's okay. Lord willing, it's longer than twenty years, but whatever time it comes when we're not doing this anymore. I mean, we're gonna look back on the days of the of the harshest suffer, like the day, like the night when we were looking for Seth's bull, and it was two in the morning, one in the morning, pouring down rain, and we were in a hell hole of a canyon, 
and we still had a long way to go to get back out. We've already been hunting all day long. That was a moment that, that at the time, I was done. I was mentally and physically done. You remember yeah. it. I yeah. was done. Yeah, we were all, we're all toasted. It. But yeah, I was not having it any longer. Looking back on the season, it's, looking back, it's the shittiest days that, that you remember. Most memorable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and if like I don't think I'll forget that night. I mean, the, the roller coaster of emotions, I won't forget that night for a long time. And the same night with the bear, like, that was a, a, feel, a long night as well, but it was a night filled with, you know, we finally had success as a group. We finally had good vibes. We laughed. We just had everything we needed, you know. And that right there, you know, that, there's that, that pack out, you know. That was a pretty rough pack out. It wasn't the it wasn't the worst we'll ever had, and it wasn't the easiest we'll ever had. But uh, it's a memorable one. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what that's what that's what we're out there to do. We're out there to make memories. So. Exactly. That's the that's kind of the aspect you need to have when you're out there on those trying hunts, and for all you guys elk hunting or whitetail hunting, or it doesn't matter what kind of hunting you do, there's always a suffer involved in 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 some way, shape, or form, and. If you can learn to enjoy that suffer and enjoy the, the calm before the storm, not just the storm, you're going to enjoy hunting as a whole a lot more, and you'll find yourself more successful. Especially, especially like hunting out west here, you know, you have the scenery. You know, you're All not just scenery, you're not stuck yeah. you're not stuck in a tree stand on some plot. You know, you're nope. you're walking around looking for animals in, in God's country. Oh, beautiful country! I'm talking just yeah, mountains, rolling hills. You know, all sorts of prairie stuff. flats whatever you I mean and just in montana alone we have so many different types of landscape available to us that it's um, it's unbelievable it's flatland it's a hunter's dream canyons you know mountains you know little hills river bottoms river bottoms alfalfa yeah. fields we have everything you you could want as a hunter whether you doesn't matter what you're chasing whether you're chasing you know antelope and you know the flat prairie the the long prairie or you're chasing mule deer in the coolies or you're chasing mule deer in the mountains or you're chasing whitetails on river bottoms with alfalfa fields or you're chasing elk in the mountains or you're chasing elk in the missouri river breaks it doesn't matter there is there's something for everybody there's something for everybody and there's a lot of places here that i will never forget my first time in the scapegoat wilderness will up there around heart lake will be a place that i'll never forget it was a place we went to a lot my in my earlier years in montana and it was that's a beautiful kind that's a beautiful big country out there and i said i mean it's a wilderness it's wilderness out there and it's um something that definitely i, I mean it changed me it, you know made me made me appreciate a lot more in life there's a lot of there's a lot of area out here and people don't realize a lot of people a lot of area out here that nobody had nobody goes yeah you know you can find your slice of heaven. Yeah. That who knows when the last person that actually walked that specific game trail. Yeah. I'm not going to say untouched. No, but there's not as many untouched places, but there's places that are... They see they seem untouched. They seem untouched. Just because they're so remote. You don't, you, don't see, you don't see footprints. Yeah. You don't see boot prints. You don't see, you know, remnants of other hunters. Trash. You don't see the trash, the, the shells, casings, whatever it may be that you might see. You just don't, and you feel like, like you said, at that moment, you feel like you're lost in your own world, and at that point, there's nothing standing between you and success. It's, it's, it's you, whether you go get it or not. Yep. 
and success at the end of the day is not always about the harvest you don't always have to kill something to be successful so that's yep. another thing to remember when that in that mental in that mental game success is not based on trophies and if it is you're probably not in the game for the long haul yeah and you know i'm a heavy guy like i'm too 215 220 yeah you know you don't have to be in you don't have to be cut or lean to go out and do this heck no i i hike a lot you hike with you can hike you can hike you can out hike every one of us i yeah i i i take you i hike a lot depending on the day you know but I'm, I'm, I mean, I don't look, I don't look fit. I don't look cut. You know, you don't no. have to, you don't have to look cut. That, or, that's, or another, fit. that's another social media <clears throat> misconception that people get about the West. Yeah. And not, yeah. not everybody is, uh, is Arnold Schwarzenegger or, no. you know, <laughs> not everybody that does this is not everybody's Cameron Haynes. Yeah. So, you know, there's, it's just, it's really, you know what's a perfect example of that? What? Randy Newberg. Yeah. He's has to be in his mid to upper sixties. He doesn't. He's not. He he even jokes about how he eats Dairy how he how he should be sponsored by Dairy Queen because he goes there so much. Yeah. And that man is arguably one of the most successful outdoor you know outdoor film. It's mental toughness is what it is. In, it's in mental industry, toughness. So it's it is, it's mental toughness. You're right, hundred <clears throat> percent. And people sometimes and yes, physical fitness can. It do, it has a major component. It in does it. play into that, but. Physical fitness is purely based from person to person. There's not a you don't. Ha, it's not if you convince this that you that you're gonna be a successful elk hunter. Or you can hike this many. You know you can hike thirty miles deep into the wilderness. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. You can be a successful elk hunter one mile away from the pickup every single year if you know if you have that if you're in the right area. Like yes, of course it. Physical fitness plays a huge role, and I'll always try to play physical fitness to my advantage. But I don't rely on physical fitness as a mental as a as a mental handicap. That oh, if I'm not if I'm not doing this, I'm never going to be successful. That's not true. You know, make yourself a personal goal to a point. To a point. Yeah, make yourself a personal goal, achieve it, and go hunting. You know? I mean, granted, if you're sitting on the couch eating Cheetos and donuts it's all not, year long, yeah, you're probably not going to fare too well come yeah. September when there's a whole new one. And the drainage below you that you just hiked out of, and you have to go right back into it. Yeah. You know? So I mean, physical fitness is important to Huge a point, key. but you know, mental toughness and mental endurance takes over that. Absolutely. I would. 100%. I would pick that. I would pick mental toughness every single day. But, but that that's really like still that's no excuse to to not go to the gym, to not prepare for season, oh, to not absolutely. go out and and hike or ruck, you know, because you know. That's, I guess I guess what we're trying to say is, don't let. Don't let physical fitness keep you from coming out west or elk hunting the next drainage. Whatever it is, don't let don't let a lack of physical fitness, you know, persuade you out from chasing your dreams. No matter what your dream is, chase it. Don't be worried about it. Don't don't. I take that back. Don't make it a don't make it a mental block. Don't act like because you don't can't do what somebody else can do that you can't do it. Yeah. That's There's a lot of people get tied up in in social media and looking at, you know, guys that are super super fit that kill elk every year, you know, yeah. and they they look at those guys and they idolize them. Like yeah. I have to be to this level to to do that. Yes. Like, that's just a perception that I get from looking at social media. Because yeah, I absolutely I agree. 100%. And that's you know you don't have to you don't have to be you know 
160 can bench 325 pounds you know look like superman to go out and be a successful elk hunter or a deer hunter you know with a with a bow it is it is very it is tough you know hunting backcountry it's it's tough physically it and is. mentally it is. It and is. it is always you know it's always a key and a part of success to prepare for it physically yes and that's that's something that i believe in you know it's just but you don't have to you don't have to put yourself you don't have to idolize it you don't have to idolize it but you don't have to put yourself you don't have to set your bar so high to be like oh i have to be this fit to do this yes you know that's <clears throat> that's just something something i've noticed come from social media a lot is you know guys think that they have to to be a successful bow hunter they look at guys you know like like Cam Haynes and be like, oh, I have to be at his level to go out and do this. Cam Haynes, Cam Haynes is at that level because he's he he rare, wants to be. He's a rare breed. He's a rare breed. He, you know, he he's like he he explains to everybody and he gets a lot of hate from it. And I, you know, I have nothing but respect for the dude. I love that man. He's but... he's absolutely an awesome awesome dude to have like in the industry. Yes. And I think he and he has a huge platform through himself and Joe Rogan. He has a huge platform platform and he uses that platform for conservation in a super positive way. Yeah. So but I can, his I nothing, his outlook nothing on it good, nothing but good things. His outlook man. on it is, you know, he wants to be the ultimate predator, the ultimate he wants to be the ultimate he, all that he wants to be the like the best that he can be physically, mentally with his bow, you know, shooting wise. He wants to be the best at everything that he can be. He wants to work hard at every category so that when that time comes for him to go out and actually do it for the season, there's no there's no what there's, if, no, there's no hesitation. There's no hesitation. There's no limits that he has. You know, really, it's just he pushes. Yeah, he he pushes himself so far in the off season, yeah. and you know, a lot of us we do that too. We push yeah, ourselves so far do. in the off season to to the, overcome those obstacles during season. And the key to what the key to all that is to his ability, like like to your specific ability. Don't don't compare yourself to Cameron Haynes. Compare yourself to what you were the day before. Because if you're better than what you were the day before, you're doing what Cameron Haynes is doing. He he's not sitting there trying to reach some un on on an achievable goal. He's trying to simply do one goal, and that's be better than the day he was before. So do that. Just focus on being better, being better than yeah. the day you being better than, than you were the day before. He didn't. You know, he's not able to to run a hundred miles a day. You know, just overnight. Yeah. That doesn't happen because doesn't happen. you want to do it. It happens because years you work for it and years train for it. of training, and that, that's what it gets you to. And it, and it, and it does make you a better bow hunter in the mountains. I 100% agree that I ramp up all my physical fitness. I, I, don't say I, ramp, I guess I would say I'd ramp it up before a season, but I try to keep consistent You know, year, all year long. Yeah. But I definitely do get more motivated when hunting season's coming quickly because I just I know I'm just excited to be out there I want to be at my physical best no matter you know whatever it is from whatever is it is for me I want to be at that physical best come September because that's my that's our game time you know that's that's game day for us and that's you know we grew up playing sports so nope. you practice you train and you know when game day comes around you you reap what you put into it you put you so. Yeah. You put you so. Yeah. That's, well, that's a pretty good little uh, rant we had tonight. But 
Well, I guess that pretty much uh, sums it up. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys got something positive out of that. And that's all. I think that's what for me. That's that's what I you know strive for in these episodes is you know just somebody taking something positive away from this. We don't know everything. We don't know everything. We barely we know anything. We are, <laughs> yeah. In, in a lot of ways, we are very low on the experience table, and we. I don't think either one of us has ever claimed to be a know-it-all or has claimed to know more than anybody else, but we are passionate about it. And at the end of the day, if, if there's anything that I think we can do is we can maybe motivate somebody. Yeah. If that, if that's, that's what, happens, that's what we're about, you know, yeah. we're about sharing our passion for it. And yeah, we want, we are so passionate about this. Yeah. That all we want to do is share the passion with people who have the same passion and hopefully motivate and hopefully, you know, make somebody do something different, you know? Never Make know. somebody come hunt out west. Yep. Hopefully something, when you guys come like out west one day. If you do, let us know. We would love to hear about it. We would love to hear any type of success stories or just stories in general. It doesn't have to be success-based, but yeah. just any stories in general. So We've got lots of stories from this last season that you know didn't involve success. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're stories. We so. have a lot of stories, yeah, <clears throat> to say it, believe it or not. But. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.